Manitoba still refuses to give up on the restrictions. This and more on the Manitoba Freethinker Podcast. Welcome back to another show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a wonderful day as always. Quick question, is the vaccine or your vaccination status putting a divide between you and your family or your friends or even your job? I'm seeing some Facebook posts and some tweets that some people are not seeing their unvaccinated family members. And I've even talked to a few people who have felt discrimination at their workplace due to them not being vaccinated. I can tell you I personally have not felt that divide, at least not that I know of anyway. Uh, No one has personally said to me that due to me not being vaccinated, they don't want to see me. Um, I'm only feeling the discrimination from our government. But I do want to hear from you, Manitoba, so let me know in the comments below. All right, Manitoba, finally, after 18 days of media silence, Pallister is back in front of the cameras. Um, He held a press conference today with our Chief Provincial Public Health Officer, Dr. Brent Rusin, which I'm sure most of you are already aware of. Um, And they held this to lay out the next set of health orders that will be implemented in Manitoba, and they will take effect on Saturday, August 7th. Real fast, though, I would like to point out that it is kind of funny that the people who are most vocal about Pallister's 18-day absence are the people that dislike him the most. Like, I'm seeing a lot of NDP MLAs on Twitter commenting on Pallister's absence, and obviously our media is pumping out articles and tweet after tweet about his absence. Um, But I completely differ on why we're mad at Pallister's 18-day disappearance. The media in our opposition, like our NDP, and from what I could see a lot of people on Twitter, are still mad at him from the comments he made back in early July about the statues being toppled. Our spineless mayor, Brian Bowman, is now even jumping on the bandwagon, demanding an apology from Pallister um, from his comments that he made. But I've talked enough about that over the last few shows. If you haven't heard what he said, you could listen to my last show. And you could hear the comments that he made. They, uh, Pallister's comments start at 5 minutes and 55 seconds in. And uh, have a listen and decide for yourself if he needs to apologize for anything. But um, I personally like his absence. The only reason I want him out there talking is so he could open up Manitoba and get rid of all these restrictions. Have Manitoba Health move to giving out health advice and not restrictions. Then he can go back to hibernating. You know what I mean? Where I prefer all politicians to be. The less they interfere with our daily life, the better. So the more absence is good. But, um, like, I don't know what to say. Uh, Our media and some Manitobans, they just can't get on with life. They just rely on the government to tell them how to live. And they just feed into the fear porn that our media just keeps pumping out all the time. 
um, and it's nonstop. But either way, Manitoba, we will have a new set of orders. And it does seem like these orders were designed to make no one happy. It's going to piss off the people, uh, the Manitobans, that want the lockdowns to continue. And it's definitely going to frustrate the rest of Manitobans because these orders continue to cherry pick certain sectors and keep restrictions and size limit capacities. Um, despite Manitoba having the highest vaccine numbers in the country. And yet we're still saddled with capacity, size limits, and more importantly, the two-class system. But after I read to you the new health orders uh, that are going to take place in Manitoba, I'm going to play you some clips of the questions that are being asked to Pallister and Dr. Rusin. And I'm just going to show you how ridiculous our media is and how scared they still are, which in turn scares their readers. Like, our media is so broken, they're pathetic. Um, like, I'm going to play clips and you, you judge for yourself. They remind me of children who, who just, who are scared and not getting their way. But as of right now, 80% of Manitobans, age 12 and up, have gotten their first shot, and 71.4% have gotten their second shot. That means 25,000 more Manitobans need to get their second dose in order to hit the next benchmark of the 4321 Great Summer Reopen Plan. And um, as of right now, that brings the total to over 1.8 million doses administered. So despite these numbers, Manitoba is still rolling ahead with restrictions. They're not opening up like other jurisdictions. And um, like I said, they're still going to follow the two-class system. But here are the changes to uh, our health orders. All right, Manitoba, these are the changes. Um, and the following changes, like I said, come into effect on Saturday, August 7th at 12.01 a.m. Sectors open without restrictions. Um, real fast, I'll say it should just say Manitoba, but um, here's what it says. Indoor and outdoor gatherings at private residences, gyms and fitness centers, libraries, personal services such as hair salon and nail salons, day camps, retail markets, uh, garden centers, and malls. So, mask use, quarantine, travel, and vaccine status. And the first column is self-isolation or quarantine. Unvaccinated case contacts are required to complete a 14-day self-isolation. Fully vaccinated and asymptomatic people are exempt from the quarantine. For domestic travel... Unvaccinated domestic travelers entering Manitoba must self-isolate for 14 days, and domestic travelers are exempt from self-isolation if they are fully vaccinated and asymptomatic. And mask and physical distancing. Masks are strongly recommended in indoor public settings for everyone who is not fully immunized, including children under 12, at all times, a physical distance of two meters is recommended to indoor public places. 
I'm going to point out real fast that I try hard not to say fully immunized anymore, even though that's what it says on the sheet. But um, they're already saying that they're gonna, you're going to need a booster shot. So even people who, who have had two doses are not fully immunized. So it's kind of funny their own wording is a lie. But the next um, paragraph or whatever column says, Indoor gatherings and organized events such as weddings, funerals, banquets, receptions, and self-help groups. The new restrictions, um, capacity limit to 50 people or 50% of capacity, whichever is greater. Dance floors will remain closed and activities that encourage close gatherings and minglings are not recommended. So there's still a 50-person limit to indoor gatherings for weddings, funerals, banquets, receptions, and self-help groups. But indoor community cultural and religious gatherings can have 150 participants or 50% capacity, whichever is greater. So, I mean, I don't understand that. You could A wedding is limited to 50 people, but if you have a religious gathering, which I thought a wedding kind of is, you could have up to 150 people. I don't know where the Pallister science is in that one. But I'll continue. Outdoor gatherings and organized events such as weddings, funerals, and receptions. Um, organized Outdoor gatherings in public setting capacity limited to 1,500 people or 50% capacity, whichever is lesser, and dance floors will remain closed and activities that encourage close gatherings and minglings are not recommended. Outdoor community, cultural, and re religious gatherings, 1,500 people or 50% of the capacity at the place, whichever is less and drive-in services remain unrestricted. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's weird they have to point that out. Restaurants, licensed premises, and food courts. There will be no group limits for indoor and outdoor dining, no capacity limits or separation requirements between tables, and immunization cards will not be required to access services. However, guests must remain seated as much as possible, and Patreons should maintain two-meter distance whenever they are from their table, away from their table. Staff must ensure patrons do not congregate inside or outside the restaurant or licensed premise, and there is to be no socializing between tables. Operating hours will no longer be restricted, dance floors remain closed, and sound levels must remain below 80 decibel levels. <laughs> Give me a break. So still no dancing and no loud music because that means COVID is spreading. <laughs> That's what I mean. These, these orders are a joke. Casinos and bingo halls. 100% capacity for fully immunized people only. Unvaccinated children under 12 may attend where appropriate if accompanied by fully vaccinated household members. Because Manitoba loves that too, class system. For museums, galleries, and movie theaters, 50% of the capacity of the venue 
regardless of vaccination status. Um, I wonder if that's from all the heat that the Human Rights Museum has been getting. So, hmm. Actually, you know what? I wonder if that really is. Those people made, um, like, made a difference, made Manitoba drop the vaccination requirement for you have to being able to get into the museum. Like, I'm referring to the, uh, the people that went to the Human Rights Museum to, pro- to try and get in without a vaccination, and they were denied entry. I wonder if that actually had an effect. But I'll continue. Uh, professional sports at, or outdoor performing arts events, 100% for fully immunized people with a plan approved by public health. Unvaccinated children under 12 may attend if accompanied by fully vaccinated household members. So, even though professional sports is allowing 100% to fully immunized people, I would like to point out, as I, I believe as of now, the Bombers are not sold out. And Saskatchewan, where there is no vaccination requirement, they are sold out. So... And Winnipeg is the Grey Cup defending champions, so we should definitely be sold out for our home opener. But I'll continue. Large events, large outdoor events, uh, larger events with more than 1,500 people who are fully immunized may be permitted with a plan approved by public health. Unvaccinated children under 12 may attend if accompanied by fully vaccinated household members. Horse and auto racing. 100% for fully immunized people with a plan approved by public health. And again, children may attend if their parents are vaccinated. Outdoor fairs, festivals, and spectator events. 1,500 people or 50% of the capacity of the venue. Larger capacity events permitted with a plan approved by public health. For concert halls, 100% capacity for fully immunized individuals only. And children, again, may attend if their parents are vaccinated. For indoor sports and recreation, including dance, theater, and music music schools, all indoor group activities permitted with no capacity limits on participants. This includes games, practices, competitions, tournaments, day camps, rehearsals, and recitals. Spectator capacity limits still apply, though. 50% capacity. And this includes other teams who are not active on the field of play. For example, at a tournament. And spectators should maintain a 2 meter distance whenever reasonably possible. Outdoor sports and recreation. No capacity limits for participants, including games, practices, competitions, tournaments, day camps, rehearsals, recitals. Spectator capacity limits to 50% of the capacity of the place. This includes other teams who are not active on the field of play, for example, at a tournament, and spectators should maintain a 2-meter distance when possible. Larger capacity events may be permitted up to 100% with a plan approved by public health. And I'm assuming that plan would require the spectators to be fully immunized. And overnight camps, permitted with camper cohorts limited to 15 participants. No activities or commingling between cohorts and a plan approved by public health. And workplaces uh, must continue to report cases to the government for follow-up. 
workplaces with public health confirmed transmission of COVID-19 in the workplace may be ordered to close for a minimum of 10 days. Closure may be restricted to certain teams or areas in the larger workplace and exceptions will be provided for critical workplaces. Example, courthouses, police stations, fire halls, healthcare facilities, schools, shelters, public transportation, and distribution hubs for necessary goods, for example, food and medicine. Remote work is no longer required or recommended by public health, and workplaces are encouraged to transition from COVID-19 safety plans to a general communicable disease prevention plan. Focusing, focusing on basic risk reduction principles to reduce the risk of workplace transmission of COVID-19 and other respiratory illnesses. And that is it, Manitoba. So, do you see the signs in these orders? Because I don't. So even though, again, Dr. Rusin talked about a post-pandemic Manitoba. We still haven't gotten there yet. Manitoba Health is still restricting size limits, and worse, Manitoba is still enforcing the two-class system by giving more rights and freedoms back to those Manitobans who have had two shots. And especially our media is having a panic attack, especially about the mask mandate being lifted here in Manitoba for indoor activities. Like, our media cannot take it. I'm going to, like I said, play you some of the questions that are being asked here in Manitoba. And, like, I mean, I'm just, I'm confused at how they survived before the government told them how to live. Like, how did these people make it pre-COVID? It blows me away that this is our journalists at their finest. Is, um, are there any chances that Manitoba will implement mandatory vaccines, especially to post secondary staff and students this fall? CJOB, Alicia. Good morning. Uh, Dr. Rusin, can you explain why we are loosening restrictions when Canada's chief public health officer says we are at the beginning of a Delta led fourth wave? Um, all around uh, the province, Delta cases are increasing. Uh, so can you just explain why we're, we're moving ahead with things like no masks and uh, looser restrictions? Um, also, uh, several parents have reached out to me to ask about um, what are we going to do about kids who are too young to be vaccinated yet? School is a month away, and um, many parents I know are very worried about sending their kids to school without being vaccinated. Hi, Dr. Rusin. You said that you're eliminating the mask mandate right now based on the epidemiology in this problem. The Delta hasn't arrived in earnest yet, and you have presented no modeling, no projections on how it will behave, especially in areas where we have low vaccination rates and among people under 12 who can't get vaccinated. So what medical opinion allows this province to eliminate a mask mandate now before we know precisely or even vaguely 
couple of weeks. Uh, good morning, Dr. Rusin. Um, the vaccines, all the data is showing that the vaccines are doing a tremendous job in terms of preventing serious outcomes, uh, trips to the intensive care unit, etc. But uh, the data is also showing that um, the Delta variant is proving to be very transmissible, even among people who are vaccinated. So given the fact that the data we have so far points to increasing transmission, even among the vaccinated, why are we loosening orders now? Hi, Dr. Rustin, I'm Premier Pallister. Um, on the mask mandate, uh, it's been lifted, but you're still encouraging those who are already vaccinated to wear a mask indoors. I guess my main question is, do you really expect folks who are not getting the you know best protection of uh, against the virus to actually wear a mask? And by lifting the mandate, are we not endangering these individuals, especially uh, in the face of the more infectious Delta variant? follow-up. Uh, Premier Pallister, you mentioned how other jurisdictions are moving, reopening at a quicker pace. I'm simply going to mention Alberta. They've basically lifted all restrictions, and yet we're there seeing higher case counts and uh, spreading uh, virus. I'm wondering, is the province considering uh, travel restrictions uh, on Alberta specifically or on other provinces specifically as they start their reopening and potentially mishandle uh, their reopening plans? Thanks. And uh, Dr. Rusin, with mask use being uh, up to the business, business to decide if they want to require it or not, is the same sort of thing going to be allowed for businesses wanting to uh, keep the restrictions regarding uh, fully vaccinated people? Good morning, Dr. Rusin. Um, if you don't have the modeling data completed yet, and we've seen what's happened in other provinces when they you know, loosened all the restrictions, gotten rid of them, got rid of that mask mandate. Why aren't we looking at those provinces and learning from them and seeing these case numbers going up and, and still loosening our restrictions here? And, and specifically the one I think a lot of people are looking at is getting rid of that mask mandate. Thank you. And I'm just wondering, too, with um, music, we've had some ban a ban on fires at some point. Um, church choirs, you still needed to wear a mask in, in certain areas. Is there going to be any restrictions when it comes to, you know, church choirs, bands, um, or for, for music in schools? So in case you missed it, one reporter wants masks to be continued to be mandated based on future possibilities of C-19 here in Manitoba. Like, can you believe that? That is fucking insane. And, um... Another reporter wants mandatory vaccines and one reporter wants travel restrictions. Like I said, these are the types of questions that are being asked from our journalists, our so-called journalists. You know what? But I'm actually curious, later in the fall, when it comes to flu season, when we're in the, quote, fourth wave, and Manitoba is now encouraging Manitobans to get the booster shot, for those who have had the two shots, but not the booster shot, are they going to have their rights and freedoms restricted? Like the Manitobans who haven't had any vaccination right now? And will the rights and freedoms only be given to the Manitobans who have had two shots 
plus the booster. Like, do you see where this can end up? It's uh, it's a pretty dangerous road. Manitoba is going down, having this two-class system. And it's worrying that our media is not only encouraging it, but they're the ones demanding it. Like, they're complete sellouts. We have no free media in this province. But like I said, though, I do want to hear from you, Manitoba. Do you think that um, Manitobans who have had two shots, but not the booster, will be restricted in the fall? And again, only Manitobans who have had three shots will have all the rights and freedoms um, given back to them. But let me know, Manitoba, what you guys think. So, Manitoba, there you have it. Those are the new restrictions um, that are taking place on August 7th. But that is going to do it for today's show. I do want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to another show. Please like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff that helps out the show. I know you're probably tired of hearing it, but it truly does make a difference if you guys share it. Um, I could see it in the numbers. But thank you so much. If you guys want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at MBFreeThinker. Facebook is Manitoba Freethinker Podcast. And I'm on most podcast platforms. If you um, can't find me, just go to www.mbfreethinker.wordpress.com and you'll have all the links available to you there. And if you don't have a podcast player, you could just listen to my previous episodes from the website but manitoba thank you so much love you guys that is gonna do it for today's show and i will see you guys in a couple of days bye